You guys ready to record the new episode? Algie? Mikey? Hmm? Oh, sorry, yeah. Well, Mikey and I, we were just like, we were kind of theorizing. What if there was another world out there, somewhere in like the multiverse, where we were named after a different flavor of Mountain Dew? Like, instead of Team Voltage, we were like Team Code Red. Baja Blast! No! And welcome back to Team Code Red on Air, the one and only podcast in this universe where we talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. But that's not usually what we say, because that was a movie title reference, uh, and if you got the reference, you know that today we're going to be talking all about the multiverse. And so, of course, today I am your usual leaf, known as Mix Code Red, joined by Ryan, also known as Incarone, Connor, known as Spooky Bro, and since they only exist in this universe... Asriel, the demonic void. So, the universe, uh, or I guess the multiverse, as a concept, it's pretty simple. It's, it's literally just the theory that there are other universes. It's not something super crazy. I, I don't know if I necessarily believe it. I'd like to believe it. I think it would be awesome. Um, but we're not talking about if we think the multiverse is real. We're talking about the way it's used in media. The good ways. The bad ways. The lazy ways. The good places. And the good place. Oh, I love the good place. Uh, and um, we're just going to talk all about it, the different ways it's used, how it can be so, so cool. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to rant about how it can also be used for super lazy uh, cash-grabbing uh, money. And Connor might argue with me about it. We'll, we'll find out. Woo! Let's go. Yeah, the, the, the one thing that uh, the viewers tune in to TCR on air for is the, the, the arguments, the, the heated debates. Okay, no, they don't. They actually tune in because they like the sound of Connor's voice. That is true. That was the, the, that one person did say that. That is true. It was me. Dio. Anyway. So, uh, first, um, unless anyone like just wants to, to, to get started and share their special thoughts on the multiverse, figured we could just talk about some really good uses, because there's been a very heavy surplus of multiverse-related media in the past couple years. So if anyone wants to share, like, their favorites, they could. If anyone just wants to, like, be like, I love the multiverse, speak now or forever hold your peace. As per the list, I'm not allowed to consume any form of media ever. <laughs> have you mentioned the list on the podcast before? I have. I think it was on the anime podcast, but for the... As a refresher, uh, I'm god-awful at watching shows and movies. So I have something that I have dubbed The List, trademark, and it just has shows and movies that I found, I guess. Uh, people just suggest movies and shows, and I'm like, okay, I'll just put this on the list and uh, I'll deal with it later. So, like, I don't know, So some of them probably uh, aren't uh, family-friendly, if you will. Fair enough. What about you, Az? What was the question? <laughs> best um best movie or show or whatever that's used the multiverse or just cool, best multiverse related media you've seen in the last few probably, years probably anything related to the different earths in uh the dc comics or just like animated shows so like in DC, it's never like called really called the multiverse. I think the only people that really call it the multiverse are like 
uh, Doctor Strange and John Constantine. Or not I Doctor don't... Strange, sorry. Doc, uh, Mr. Doctor Fate? Doctor Fate, you got it. Doctor Fate. I always confuse those two. I'm I'm a little, little unhinged. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, in DC, they do some really good, like, kind of multiverse things where it's not really multiverse, it's just different versions of Earth. They call it Elseworlds. That's what they call it. Yeah. So- I don't consume enough of the DC comics to actually know what, what it's called, but th- basically it's just, instead of it being a cash grab, it's just a way to make it so that all stories in DC can exist in canon without without like any stupid like arguing of that's not canon or this is canon or whatever. Mm. Yeah, they just they did that really big event recently where they were just like everything is canon. Yeah. So like Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles canon. Good. But yeah, DC is like probably one of the ones that does it the best and it's not a, some dumb cash grab. It's just a way to explain why there's different things going on all at once. I wonder. I want to see if they did it, like, I, I can't remember if they did it first, because I know that they, like, they popped off with the, the Crisis on Infinite Earths back in, like, the 90s? It was, ni- oh, 80s. 1985 is when they did Crisis on Infinite Earths. But I don't, I don't know if that was before Marvel did their first, Mar- Marvel's first multiverse event? I don't know. Not totally sure. If you Google it, apparently the multiverse first debuted in Avengers 85 from February 1971. So, I don't know. But that doesn't necessarily mean that was the first big event, because I, I don't remember. I think it was, I thought it was Secret Wars, but I also haven't read Marvel Comics extensively, so I'm just talking out of my booty hole right now. You're probably bum bum, if you will. No, I could And this is, no, I don't want to. Uh, was there anything else, Alex? Because you and I saw pretty cool, we, you and I have seen like the most recent multiverse movies together. Yeah, so um, it was, what is it? I keep on forgetting how to say the title properly. Everything, everything, everything everywhere, all at once. That one was also really good because it just, the way that it all, all worked and the way that everything just connected together eventually, just, it was so satisfying and it made the most amount of sense out of any multiversal thing. And everything was just connected. It wasn't, like, oh yeah, we're just going to skip over this detail that was mentioned earlier because it's not that big of a deal. The smallest detail was e- later used in a later part of the movie, and I thought that was just really cool because it made it made everything make sense. Everything. Everywhere made sense. All at once. Constant. It, it was really, yeah. yeah. You get it? You guys get it? <laughs> Shut up. God. It was a really, really good movie, and it definitely deserved all the hype and praise it got, because it was, like, after so many Marvel projects that have, like, done their own, like, they they all keep trying to do multiverse, but keep doing different rule sets that, for me as a story person, annoy me. So to see that, where it was, like, it was about the multiverse, but not, like, it was an original IP, so it wasn't, like, this is the multiverse, so that way we can have multiple people that you know and get your money. It was these people that you might know, but the story wasn't about that. It was it was about the deeper messages about like family and all that stuff and like it was 
it was just beautiful. Like it had it had people crying over a scene with two rocks with googly eyes, and that is a feat. No, it's a rock. You just said it was a rock. My bad. Sorry. Oh, they did have. Dwayne? Yeah, Dwayne. they did have googly eyes at one point. Did they had sausage fingers as well? And oh god, <laughs> I hated that. And Rakakuni. That one was pretty cool. Spoilers, obviously, for that movie. Um, Connor, you didn't see everywhere, everything everywhere all at once, did you? I feel like I asked you that already, actually. You did. Okay, I just wasn't sure because I was going to explain, like, the way they... I, I feel like I might have already, like, after I saw it. Just the way they implement the, the multiverses a lot. It's really creative. Because it's not just, like, wow, like, <laughs> Glorbo came out of this portal. I'm so glad he's here. They, like, they didn't actually have anyone encounter themselves. Instead, it was like, it was kind of like Inception. How, how would you even describe that as? Because, like, they were, like, becoming their multiversal selves. Basically, imagine uploading a DVD of a version of yourself into your brain to get, gain skills and, like, yeah, to basically just gain skills to give yourself a better chance at, like, fighting or, like, whatever. Yeah. And the whole gimmick of, like, to access those different timelines, the ones that are super, super different, you had to do something that is, like, completely unpredictable. Like, I think the first one was, they needed the main character, um, was the main character's name Evelyn? I feel like it might have been. I think so. Um, and, uh, they're like, Evelyn, you need to swap your shoes. And she was so confused, like, what? And it was because, like, you wouldn't do that, ever. And so then there were, like, weird ones where it's, like, uh, one guy, he had to p give himself paper cuts in between his fingers. Like, you had to do things that you, things that you would never, ever do, because the chance of you doing that, it was, like, how it correlated to the chance of you accessing that universe. And it was really, one, it was really creative. Two, allowed for very clever things. And also, there was the one where they had to put an object in a part of themselves and... It was the part where they all had to put, like, a trophy uh, up. Yeah, it's where yeah. Evelyn was fighting a bunch of people, and this one guy had to, like, jump on top of a, a, a trophy, or, a, like, just an award, uh, and shove it up his, uh, you know what, and Evelyn had to, like, fight him while preventing him from showing this thing up uh, where the sun don't shine. The sun don't, yeah. the sun don't shine. <laughs> I don't know how to speak, apparently. It wasn't just one guy, too. It was two dudes who were fighting to stick a trophy up their butt. Yeah, it was. It started off with one guy, and then it was, and then it was two dudes doing it, and then it was, it was just insane. And there's like, there was one where, like, she had to break her arm or something, I think, or someone had to break her arm. Yeah. And the main, the main villain in that story was just so. OP. It's it's insanely impressive on how they managed to make a villain OP and still have a story that that isn't like and like not use any reasonings to like stop the villain. Like there, there was no like oh they have one weakness. Oh they have this. No, the villain had no weaknesses and was one of the strongest beings in the in the in these multiverses and was mm -hmm. still stopped without some bullshit stuff they also deserve major props for making a big 
angle a cosmic force and not having it be completely ridiculous. What? No, that was completely ridiculous, but really funny. No, bagel. I can't, remember, I can't even remember what like the reasoning for it being a bagel was. It was something. It was some metaphor about an everything bagel. Oh yeah, the the villain was like, I want. I was wondering what would happen if you took everything and put it on top of a bagel because everything bagels don't have everything on it. So I decided to do that, and then I created this. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty dope. Black hole. It was just a bagel that was like cosmically. Powerful. I don't know. We have to rewatch that movie. Same. But anyway, the the point is, is that they just they managed to take a concept that, thanks to our our Chad's DC and Marvel, everyone knows, like oh well, multiverse, and make it do uh, do something really unique with it. Because I'd never, I've never seen something like that before. While also having a really emotional story. Because like the coolest parts of that movie, uh, or the the best parts, weren't anything with like Evelyn, like envisioning a world where she has sausage fingers and is married to her like tax auditor or whatever it was because that was a thing that was a real thing it was like it was it was the it was the parts of it that were about love and family because the one line where her husband in the universe where they never got married where he says in another universe or in another life i would have loved to just do laundry and taxes with you oh so sad <laughs> Because in the in like the main world, she like kind of resents him because she because that's all they do is laundry and taxes, and she's miserable. But in the other universe, that's all he wanted, and he had everything in that one universe too. Yeah, he was like rich and happy, but like he still would have just preferred to be mundane and boring with this woman that he loves. <laughs> oh, wholesome! I hate it. And that was like the turning point for Evelyn to stop to start trying again and like not give up. So that was pretty yeah. cool. That was just so beautiful. Anyways, watch that movie. Go watch Everything Everywhere all at once, even though we just spoiled the main plot beats for you. I don't know if it's if it is on the list trademark. Well, it better be now. Oh. I'd never mentioned like how many things there are on the list. I think if everywhere everything everywhere all at once goes on the list, it would be two hundred and thirty six shows slash movies. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Oh, the Minion Multiverse. That is something that needs... Just kidding, that's not a thing. The Morbius I... Multiverse. M M Morbius has his own multiverse specifically, even though he's part of Marvel. Thank you for saying that, because once we get to talking about bad uses, uh, it's gonna be Morbin time, folks. <laughs> it's gonna be Morbin time, because god damn, that movie was so good. <laughs> Guys, go watch Morbius. Don't do it, it's a trap. Yeah, I guess there was multiverse stuff in Morbius, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, with like the vulture. Arguably the worst part, but we're we're still talking about good multiverses, so we'll get we'll get to Morbi. Don't worry. I really like um the way it's used in an Invincible because if you're new around these parts, I really like the superhero Invincible. Um I love the show and I'm at the time of recording this about eight volumes into the comic. And it's very, very cool. And the way they do the, the multiverse is the way it's meant to be. A creative tool to explore things like, what if this was different? Blah, 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 blah. But, like, I don't know. They even, they even take it a step further. Um, and so I'm really excited to see 
um, how they're going to adapt it, because where I am in the comics is, like, season three stuff, I'm pretty sure, like, what it will be for the show. And um, the, the creators already confirmed that they've got a villain coming up who, in the comics, is known for doing some multiverse jibble-jabble with our good boy Mark Grayson. And I'm very excited to see that, because... The, everything with that whole plot line is, is super well written in the comics and was so like thrilling to read like it's it's crazy i don't know i kind of want to spoil a little but i won't i can't wait to see the jibble jabbler in invincible <laughs> oh you're gonna love him I, i'm pretty sure they're retconning that name though i think it's gonna be like ang evie or something yeah in, in the comics he's absolutely called the jibble jabbler um if you don't believe me go buy the comics and um prove me wrong now listen According to the multiverse theory, there's a universe where that villain's name is the Jibble Jabbler. So, but no, it's really very, very cool. So I'm excited to see how that villain um, is done uh, on the screen because he was just super fun to read about. I'm also going to go back to my roots because Invincible is probably like one of my favorite like modern things, even though technically he's like 20 years old. But uh, growing up, I really loved Ben 10, and in Ben 10 Omniverse, um, if the name of that series wasn't like enough to tip you off that they did a little multiverse arc and it was really cool because they also did it the way it's meant to do and they gave us all these different bends like one where he's from like a post-apocalyptic wasteland and he's also a villain one where he's a zombie um just like just because it's fun to play around with one where he's emo so oh god but he kind of looked like that version of ben kind of looked like connor i'm gonna i'm gonna pull picture <laughs> come on <laughs> Listen, i'm gonna send you this picture and you just he doesn't totally look like connor but now that i've said that i can't shake it um, <laughs> why do i look like every cartoon emo ever oh uh, I, I don't really see it it's just i see it a little if i tried oh, I could no. look like that. i can't yeah, I don't, um, I definitely don't remember what he was called. But Probably he, Ben. Ben gets funnier every time. Anyway, then there was also, like, Bad Ben, and he literally was just Ben with black hair, and he was just so mean. And they also had, like, Gwen 10, because they did that in the original series, too. They just did one-off episodes where it was like, what if Gwen had the Omnitrix? And so they did that, they brought her back for Omniverse, they had Ben 23, which was like, the most ridiculous thing ever, because it was basically if Ben 10 was Justin Bieber. That's what he, that's what he made me think of as a kid, he was just oh. like, rich. Yeah, Ben 23, I remember. Yeah, and he had for some reason, his... sorry. No, go ahead. I was, I was, I was so confused when he said I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, Ben 23? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I remember and him. He was he was annoying. Well, I mean, he, he was he, really annoying. It was, it was a good was episode, the... though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was really, I don't know, and all his aliens were blue and gold, just inexplicably. Um, but then it was like, they, they dived into it, and the reason he was such like an egotistical jerk is because he didn't have that summer with Grandpa Max, and so like, it just kind of showed what what, I don't know, it was really nice, because again, it was like, wow, this is so crazy, a wacky alternate Ben. But also, it was like to show how important it was that Ben had the people in his life in the main world. It was like, oh, that's that's cute, that's sweet. And also, like Ben Ten Thousand and Eon, and I feel like I'm forgetting another. But I digress. Either way, it was really cool, and they didn't just set up those characters for that one event. They actually went back to the 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 Mad Max inspired universe. So it was like Ben 
Ben 23 versus the Apocalypse Ben. That was pretty cool, too. That's kind of all there was for that. That was pretty solid, but I enjoyed the way they did it there because it was cool and creative and, I don't know, every time they would bring up a different Ben like that, I'd be like, oh my god, that's so crazy! And it was crazy every time. You'll never believe it. Oh, that's insane. That's wild. That's wacky. Then, One could even say silly? No! No, 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 no. You can't say silly. Anyway, that's all I had for, for those. I, I feel like, Connor, you had another one you wanted to talk about, didn't you? Mm, I am <laughs> fuming. All right. Just thinking about this. The My Little Pony multiverse slams fists on table. Okay, so we got My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And then it branched off into Equestria Girls, which is basically a human version of mm-hmm. My Little Pony characters. And they're all in a high school and stuff, which is confusing because, you know, you kind of read the main cast of Friendship is Magic as adults. But, like, sure. And, uh, so, first Equestria Girls movie. There's this character named Sunset Shimmer. I love her. She's my favorite character. Like, just, she's awesome and confirmed bisexual. Um, Yeah. So, Sunset Shimmer, my favorite character. Um, originally from the Pony World, who was a student of Princess Celestia, who kind of sought power. So she went to the human world and basically kind of took over there in the form of being a high school bully. <laughs> and then she went back. Yeah, literally. So she went back to Pony World took Twilight Sparkle's crown, which is an element of harmony, which are, like, these really powerful things. And Um, without the crown, they don't work. Yes. Oh, I was just gonna flex and be like, I know this. Because I watched that movie. Oh, sick. The My Little Pony Equestria Girls movies kind of go hard for, like, no reason. I really like them. You don't remember them. Oh, anyway. (laughs) I've seen them enough times to remember all the plot points. Anyway, so Sunset steals the crown, goes back to human world, Twilight goes after her, Twilight human now, Twilight gets the crown back, but before that, Sunset Shimmer turns, puts it on, turns into this demon thing, mind controls all the students, and takes them, try, or tries to take them to Equestria to take over. That doesn't work because magic of friendship. Second movie, there are these things called the Sirens. They're from Equestria, but they got booted by Princess Celestia because they were evil. Mm -hmm. They try to take over. Magic of Friendship beats them. And then I feel like Equestria Girls really affected Friendship is Magic in a way, like for the rest of the series. Um, Because you have this like kind of multiverse element added into it. Like a lot of mystery, speculation, stuff like that. Um, But I wish they did more with it. Like it was always there but friendship is magic largely ignored it for the most part except for adding that whole possibility in there and then equestria girls basically thrived off of the multiverse stuff it's like my little ponies what if ah yeah there we go now you're speaking my language yeah so english yeah (laughs) so there was this um equestria girls special where uh so, of course, like, there's counterparts 
for Equestria Girls, like, human main six. So, in this one, Equestria Girls special, Sunset Shimmer, Twilight Sparkle, and I think Rainbow Dash, the human forms, go to Equestria for whatever reason. I forget why. Um, but it was a really nice thing to see, because I'd been wanting, like, Twilight Sparkle, Sunset Shimmer interactions for, like, the longest time. If oh, anything, yeah. it was fan service in a way, but I don't care. I still loved it, and it was greatly executed. They did it better than Marvel. I'm, I'll have to, like, go back and watch all of that stuff to really get a good grasp on it. But Discord, another one of my favorite characters, oh, basically really an using. agent of chaos. <laughs> He's an agent of chaos. He's got, like, chaotic magic and stuff. He can, like, hop from universe to universe, basically. So I guess, in a way, there's this that kind of connection. Oh, and Rick and Morty and Gravity Falls. Rick and Morty did a lot of, like, multiverse stuff, because they had all their, yeah. like, Rick, Ricks and Mortys. And then they also had those, like, connections to Gravity Falls, which has connections to Amphibia and the Owl House. <laughs> nice, yep. yes. I love the connected universe. Connected Gotta love connected world. Rick and, Rick and Morty's whole premise was basically just multiverses, but they never, like, outright said it. Mm-hmm. The whole world is on a cob. Better than a big. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I spilled my tea. Ah, great. Not again. <laughs> Are there any other um, pertinent ones before we get into the Marvel Zone? Because that's when it gets intense. Point of no return. I think that Discord and Bill Cipher would be best friends. You think so? Oh, God, yeah. But, like, which one's more powerful? I guess we'll never know. Were there any more, though, or is it Marvel time now? Because, Mo, I've got a bone to pick with those guys. Uh, yeah, I think it's Marvel time. I've got a bone to pick as well. Sweet! I've got a nose to pick. Yours. Yeah, well, I have Um, stay away pick. from my nose. Before I start to slander Marvel, because I really just don't like the way they have been doing multiverse, and I'm gonna give Sony a lot more of a punch to the noggin, because I think they're even worse... I will say that there have been some things that they've done that I've really liked. Like, um, I liked how they did it in Loki, and I liked how they did it in What If. That's all I have. That's all the praise I can give them. <laughs> this is not MCU, but it's Venom, so it counts. I really liked at the end of the Venom movie where he ends up in MCU land, but then he leaves immediately after. I hated that. Okay, boom. Perfect. I'm confident first connor i didn't like that any of it oh well cry about it i just like a little bit of fan service when it's done right and that's the problem is that they didn't do it right in my opinion they had it right in the first like they had it right in the first bit i was hyped and then like what was it no way home yeah yeah no way home he gets immediately sent back and i hated that i wanted him to stick around I really oh. liked the part in the Venom movie when he said it's Venoming time. This is Venom time. Really good. Yeah, I, I hated that um, ent entire bit. Again, I don't want to start going to the slander, but it, you know what? I'll go back into it later because it made no sense. They, they, they did that whole thing of setting up Venom going into the MCU, um, which I guess is Earth-616, and then they just withdrew him immediately. Um, but because of what they set up in No Way Home as to why people were coming in, it didn't make sense that he was there. And then, when they sent him back, it still didn't make sense. Because he left a part of himself. Why did that not go back too? 
Venom works in mysterious ways. Venom works in the ways that allow them to make money the most. And also, like, I'd like to see how they try to justify that. I'm not a fan of that. Like, I don't care about any other Eddie Brock except the Sony one. I I love him. No, the one who prayed to God to kill Peter Parker, he was based. (laughs) Oh, that was me. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dive into my thoughts on No Way Home after, but I did really like What If and Loki, and the reason I liked them better than No Way Home and Doctor Strange was just because the rules were simple and they made sense. My main, my main flaw is that just every time they do a multiverse project, they seem to be, like, operating under different rule sets, but they're using similar words. Because in Loki and What If, it all made sense that it happened as well. Like, the, because Loki happens directly because of Endgame, which is when um, the Avengers, like, you know, they, they went back in time to try and get the Infinity Stones. They accidentally let Loki escape with one, and... That Loki is the one that gets captured in the Loki show, and even though that show is technically time travel, which Marvel could have just tried to separate from the multiverse if they wanted, they didn't. They intentionally said that it is just multiverse. Um, He gets taken by the TVA, who makes sure that they delete any timeline that is branching off from the regular timeline, so the 616. Any timeline that does something different that would end up in a different way gets destroyed. Um, and it's it's cool. It's a cool premise. And then at the end, Loki and his um, girl self, Sylvie. Um, that that was also weird because Loki's gender fluid. So um, they they handled that badly. But that's a different conversation. Uh, they they kill he who remains, and then they unleash the multiverse in the in the in the version of the multiverse that they establish, which is that every universe is just all the different universes have a branching point so they all started the same but something happened that made them different and they took that theme and carried it to what if so right now went from endgame to loki to what if all the rules were the same it all made sense and so in what if every episode we understand why it's different the captain carter one was because one small thing changed so it was peggy not steve the even the guardians of the galaxy one um where star lord was king t'challa that one made sense they explained it all of them did i love that the Infinity Ultron one was so cool. Also, the, the one where all the Avengers die before they can form, that was also cool. And so What If was like peak, because one, the rules made sense. They were following the rules that they set up, but they were also using it to explore fun, different versions of stuff. Like, they even did What If Zombies, and that's fun. That's really cool. That was fan service. Well. The yeah. whole thing was fan service. Who was, like... No, like, the the zombies one, though, was 100%, like, only, they only did it just to make people happy. The rest of What If was, like, a little fun, like, thing to explore, and a lot of those What If episodes weren't, like, actual comics, but, like, the zombies one was, like, to please the comics fan. Well, not even, because they're making a spinoff show for the zombies. I think they just like zombies. Who doesn't? Um, I don't know. Me. me. I don't Red. watch Dead, but I, I would have just said the name of a Walking Dead character who does. But even I think that-, that Supreme Strange was definitely fan service, but only catering to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was, it was, they, they made it specifically for you. They were like, okay, how do we make a what if episode that'll make Connor from TCR on air happy? Happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have him become more emo, I guess. 
Uh, no, it's not that, okay? It's like... Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I just think he's neat. Okay. Cool. Yeah, okay, buddy. Doctor one... Strange is one of my favorite characters. Because he thinks I, I just... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for holding yourself accountable. Anyway, <laughs> um, even even towards the climax of that, like, the, the Watcher was really cool, and even in, like, the promotion, they, like, showed, like, the TVA, like, typing out, like, what was different about these timelines, and it was cool. So it was, like, it was fun, it was fan service but it all made sense, and then they fell off. Because we got to see the different versions of characters we know, but they all looked, like, the same, just, you know, different costumes when they were different characters. Or, like, different heroes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they decided to just switch that up for No Way Home. And I did not... Like, No Way Home was a good movie, but... And I enjoyed it, and... But, I said but. Yeah, I did say but. Big juicy bum-bum, okay? I watched it a few times. But, in my personal opinion, I think the way they did the multiverse in that movie was so, so lame. And it had so many plot holes. And I, I could go off about it, but... I'm going to let someone else talk for a second before I just go nuts. All, all three Spider-Boys. Oh, also Spider-Verse. That was really good. That was Connor, as you both saw No Way Home, do you guys have any opinions on what, how they did the multiverse before I just go and like completely slander it? Um, I don't know. It's just, first of all, I think that movie is mid. Ooh, Ooh Spider-Man Midway Home. You're mid. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I liked it, but I didn't like it. Like, I don't know. I have such mixed feelings. It, and it's only because of the multiverse aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about it was perfect. Except, spoiler alert, Aunt May dying? I hated that. I hated every second of it. Just let Peter be happy for crying out loud. I'm tired. <laughs> so is Peter. Peter. Yeah. The only, prob- the only problem I had with, like, No Way, no way Home was probably just... The, just the fact that they changed the rules slightly to make it suit them, m- suit the money grab more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my main issue. Like, I loved it. It was like, I loved that movie. It was pretty good. It was, it set up, it, like, it wasn't the setup for the multiverse stuff, but it, like, kind of set the pace of, like, of, like, oh, this, this is going to be, like, this this movie this movie is the, these are the rules this is how like this is going to work and the rules can be changed around and stuff and then and then it, just the next movie after that was just like no mention of anything and it's just it was just made me upset yeah i was I was un- like, I was admittedly very underwhelmed coming out of the theater. I was sitting there in the theater with the person I saw it with, and I was just like, "Huh," because I just, I wasn't like, I was excited because I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool." Because I had been spoiled. Like, We're gonna get to see three, three Peter Parkers on screen. I'm sure that'll be cool. I'm sure it'll all make sense. And then it just didn't make any sense. And I'm not, and I'm not just gonna say that it didn't make sense and not elaborate. I will because like I was annoyed because like it was it was great everyone loved it because oh my god three spider-man fighting all these classic villains but like would it have been could it have been good without relying on that as a crutch mm, probably but i will never know so like i don't know i just everything from from the moment they brought in the villains it stopped making sense because they needed peter 
to they, they needed some way to bring the villains because that was overall what they wanted they just wanted to have peter and the other peters fight the peter poppers that's what i'm calling the villains now peter poppers no it just it fell off honestly because their explanation so peter needed dr strange to form a spell to make the world forget um that he was spider-man um but then peter was like wait but can you make it so these people can remember wait these people and just because it needed to the spell had multiversal range and since strange let it get unstable it pulled people from the multiverse who knew who Peter Parker was. The spell failed, and for some reason it just, like, reached out into the multiverse and brought in random villains who happened to know Peter's identity. Okay. It's gender identity. <laughs> yeah, trans Peter. Uh, <laughs> and, it, you know, it just happened that the, the ones who got through were past Spider-Man villains. Okay, I can suspend my disbelief that far. But you're telling me that these villains are here like, the only reason they're here is because they know who Peter Parker is. That Peter Parker? Peter Parker? Um, sure, that's fine. Like, Dr. Octopus, he knew. Uh, Green Goblin, yeah, he knew. Uh, Sandman, he knew. Lizard, I think he knew. I, I, don't, I haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man in a while. But Electro didn't know. He, he did not learn who, P, who Peter Parker... Like, he didn't know who Spider-Man was under the mask. So, for one, he shouldn't have been there. But then Electro gets worse, because then they also yassified him for no reason. I was bothered by the yassification of Electro! I just, liked it. it. What is the yeah, yassification? It, it was done to make him more enjoyable to watch. They made him not he blue. Enjoyable. He so always it, was enjoyable to watch, just like... He was ugly and blue. Yeah, yeah, but like... They explain. They did the worst thing ever. They did the worst thing, which is where they comment on the fact that his appearance drastically changed, but didn't explain it. So they go, "Hey, Max, didn't you used to have crooked teeth and like you were balding? How do you have a full head of hair and normal teeth?" I don't know. Multiverse. That made uh -huh. me so so cheap. And then he's also not blue anymore. His multiverse. Um, okay, but one thing I thought was really cool was like when he used his powers, he got the little. The little mask from his original design in the comics. That was really cool. It was cool. That was that was dope. I I will agree. Um, but otherwise, I was just like, dude, like really. And then the other Peters coming in was, I guess, the same because um, they were just kind of already kicking around in in six one six, and they just they came into the story once it was necessary, and they were cool to see, obviously, because they were older, more mature. But like, that was all. They were just there, and that instantly completely broke all the rules of how the multiverse was meant to work, because it's like, if these two had an episode of What If, what would it be? And I had this conversation with Glint one time, and I was like, would it be like, what if Peter Parker was born, like, a decade earlier, and he looked like Tobey Maguire, and also, no one else in the universe existed? Because they, they acknowledge that. Peter's like, it's okay guys, I used to be an Avenger, and they're like, whoa, what is that? Because they're both from worlds where Spider-Man's the only hero. And, skill issue. Yeah, it's a skill issue. <laughs> so that that bothered me. Because one, like, it, them being there, the villains as well, wasn't good because it wasn't there to be creative. It wasn't to show us what Peter could have been. It's, it was to remind us who Peter has been before. To be like, hey, look. Look, it's them again. Buy tickets. <laughs> and look, it's the past villains. Buy tickets. And then even then with the villains, it, it, 
like it was weird because then they added the stakes that it just so happened that all those villains got brought in moments before their death um there was no reason why it was like that for all of them it just was but so then they spent the movie peter tried to help all those villains and he did it he did he helped save them from whatever was making them evil but then they all got sent back to the moments before they were gonna die so obviously we're not supposed to think that they would just go back and die but it's very well possible that they just went back and died which is kind of messed up but um L. yeah skill issue. and overall that was like i don't know it was cool to see them but it didn't they could have done everything they needed to do in that movie without having three spider-man and multiverse bad guys like i connor knows this because i wrote out an entire document of how i would have done the story um maybe i'll read it like a bedtime story for patreon but right now, I just, it, it didn't make, like, it, they completely switched up the rules so that way they could have these different Peters, have it be cool and funky, and then in the end, Peters, like, make everyone forget Peter Parker exists. And again, they've established that these memory-wiping spells have multiversal range. So all the multiverse villains, they forget, so that way no more come in, because again, that's a thing. If you know, then you get brought in. Sure. And then in doing so, that also sends all the multiverse characters away, including the two Peters. And if you just have, like, two brain cells and you think about that more, doesn't that mean everyone in every universe won't know who Peter is? Like, did he not just <laughs> over the other Peters? Like, did he not just make everyone in their lives forget who they are? Like, if you just think about it a little bit, it's like, wait, hold up. The, the scale here is not clear. So I didn't like that either. Um, the actual end of the movie was really nice um like just peter facing the consequences of that choice and then being all alone is really sad but like that's that's who peter parker is he had to suffer because he always does poor guy but then the venom thing that connor was talking about in the post credit scene it's it literally they only did that so they could make a joke where eddie brock doesn't believe that characters like thanos are actually real where he's like what there was a purple guy with rocks that's silly and then he gets sent back to his world but he leaves back a little bit of venom so that way it can be used in the future maybe also the explanation as to how venom got there despite not having a peter parker in that universe is because the venoms have the symbiotes rather have a multiversal hive mind so because toby mcguire fought venom in spider-man 3 because that venom <laughs> encountered him um that was enough for the eddie brock venom to get brought through and there was still no explanation for a lecture. Anyway, it didn't make sense. But you know what? It's Morbin time now. It is Morbin time. Because it got worse when Morbius decided that they would continue that plotline. Did anyone here actually see Morbius, or is it just me and Risa who were... I saw Morbius. You saw Morbius? Yeah, you, right, you saw it I've first. I've never seen Morbius. Yeah. Good, don't waste your time. Yeah, don't Terrible. waste your time. <laughs> um, criticizing that movie for the show it was later the post credit scene vulture from the 616 world appear in the morbius world and they explicitly showed that it was because of no way home um so right off the bat again the rules don't make sense why did this guy get taken out of his world why because he knows peter parker maybe but now he doesn't he get he gets there and he's like huh maybe that was spider-man who is Spider-Man? Then he meets Morbius, and Morbius is like, hmm, we should put together a team. Mm, it's Morbin time. And it, We should put that... together a team. That was the worst <laughs> thing ever. That was the worst thing ever. Like, just 
just just make set up your own vulture because they just took this guy out of the 616 world and now he's going to team up with Morbius, Craven, Venom and another guy to fight the Spider-Man of their world who doesn't exist yet. I they don't uh I hope it's Andrew Garfield. I love that. But they straight up don't have one established. So that was also also a <laughs> show. So no way home bottom line. I did I their their multiverse was just they were just trying to do a cash grab. I don't like that they're trying to do multiverse, quote-unquote, but it's just cameos from past actors reprising their roles next to the new actors, especially because that's a middle finger to what they did in WandaVision, where they brought Evan Peters in, blue-balled us by pretending he was Quicksilver again, then making him actually Ralph Boner. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh my god, that's how the X-Men are coming in. They're going to be from a different universe. But then they're like, nope. This guy has the face you know as the old Quicksilver, but he is someone else in this world. So then you're like, oh, okay. So they're not going to do that. And then No Way Home does it. And it makes me mad in every universe. WandaVision was the blueprint, and then they completely messed it up. They, they made it seem like they advertised it that WandaVision, No Way Home, and Doctor Strange were going to be like a three-part saga. And they yeah. had like little to no connection at all other than just the word multiverse. So that's my thought on that. And then there's Multiverse of Madness, which was like, did something, it kind of, it followed both, like, ways that it had been done. Like, it had the, cons- it, it followed some of the rules, and then also just did some of the bad, <laughs> no way home randomness. I don't know, Connor Yaz, what did you guys think of how they did it in that? Well, I don't like how they just completely ignored the events of No Way Home. Home happened. They mentioned it once and then never again, even though that was like probably one of the biggest things to happen. Yeah. Doctor Strange doesn't know who Spider Man is now. Yeah, but that's still. They don't know any of that happened. No, they know who Spider Man is. They don't know who Peter Parker is. Oh, yeah. So they don't remember that Spider Man is Peter Parker, but they remember that whole event with Spider Man. Which is in itself is confusing, because they know that this, all these villains and people came from different universe because of Spider Man, but they don't know why it happened. Yeah, and then they just like mention it once and then never again. It's awesome. The one-off line were like, "Oh yeah, we've met the multiverse before. It was uh, something to do with Spider Man," and then it's just Spider Man. What's what's that guy's deal? Does he shoot webs out of his butt? And they're like, um, maybe. Didn't ask. Like, I'm pretty sure that's literally the exact conversation. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think that Multiverse of Madness would have been great if it was, like, just conflict between Wanda and Steven. If it yeah. was just Connor. Because I love that. I love Scarlet Witch in Multiverse of Madness. Like, good for her, you know? Girl boss. And I loved how I liked how it was more gruesome, but that has mm. nothing to do with the multiverse. Right. I just think that it was a good movie if it didn't have all the multi- multiverse stuff. That was like, I don't know. It it was it was kind of weird. I I liked America Chavez. I liked um, her too. She was cool, and so the way they made the multiverse a bigger deal by having her power be so rare that only she she's the only being that can access it is cool, but like as said, does Strange not remember that a spell going wrong almost broke the multiverse and brought in random people? Because then the next movie with him, 
oh my god, this girl can access the multiverse? That's so unheard of. It's not like I did it by accident last movie. Cause, and it's, it's that sort of consistency that's so annoying, because then it kind of it makes it harder to take it seriously, because one is like, I need to kill America Chavez so I can access the multiverse. But Strange can be like, oh no, you don't actually need to. You just need to make a deal with Spider-Man, you know, and it'll just happen. In fact, if you're Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming, you'll just get sent away, and no one will question it. Yeah, you just gotta pray a little. You gotta pray a little. And then they, they, like, they did, they did both ways of, like, having alternate versions of characters. They did it the one where it's, like, the same actor, but in different costumes, which is fun, where they had, like, Defender Strange, and Sinister Strange, and Strange Supreme, who is not to be mm-hmm. Supreme Strange. Don't get those Supreme mixed up. Strange and Strange Supreme? Yeah. Supreme Strange is the, the one that Connor was simping over from What If. Strange Supreme is the blue one. Um, and I, I like I kind of loved what they did in a weird way because like they I I loved and hated it because they broke some of the rules but they did it to have fun to like to just do really wacky universes that like don't make sense and normally would be like bruh how does that exist like the universe where everything is paint like really but at the same time like ha they're all paint here and then they have Earth eight three eight which is the one that we spent the most time in which like. It, it did both of those things. It, like, made sense. It was like, so, why is this world so different? Why is there the Illuminati and no Avengers? We, we actually know why. It's because in that world, Tony Stark didn't screw up Ultron, so then he and the Avengers just retired, and the Illuminati is just the heroes that wanted to keep going. Alright, that makes sense. Why does red mean go in this universe? What? That's the universe where the light turns red, and that's red means go. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know, just for fun. Built different. Yeah, exactly. For fun, exactly. And then, like, also Professor Xavier's there, so mutants exist. And then Black Bolt's there, so Inhumans exist. And then Reed Richards is there, and he's John Krasinski. Cool. Okay. People wanted that. Who else was there? Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Carter. Yeah, Captain Marvel and Captain Carter, who were both different characters and it's like whoa captain carter we met her before but in her world it was a lot a lot different so it was like kind of they kind of just threw a whole bunch of stuff into that world but it was like fun to watch yeah i liked that part a lot but then uh spoiler alert again they all died i was very upset and then it instantly stopped making sense again because for some reason in this world wanda has her kids not this part. And she only had kids because of WandaVision, which happened because of Infinity War, but in this world they killed Thanos and stopped Infinity War, and also they have Ultron being good, which means Vision never happened, so who did she have the kids with? You see, you see where the issues start to pile up. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, okay. Let me break it down for you. <laughs> Starts breaking. Break down, break down. Um, wait. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just remembered... There's technically a multiverse in JoJo's adventure. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it now? If you're done with MCU stuff? I think I'm just about. I, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Just take a moment, sit on it. Okay. <laughs> if I put a cactus in your seat. No! So, nothing? Um, well, I kind of cover all the ones that have done multiverse so far, I think. But yeah. the best ones were What If and Loki, and I. Just Doctor Strange doesn't 
get as much slack because at least they didn't bring back past actors. Um, all the ones they used, like Charles Xavier and Black Bolt, it was technically like it was okay that we got to see them. It, it's weird when you think about it and what it means for the main world, but y- you know what? It was still fun. Sam Raimi clearly had a lot of fun. I think my favorite part was the different, the variant Doctor Strange's though. They were cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's kind of it, honestly. And I do, the one thing I do like, despite how much, like, No Way Home veering off the path really cheesed me, the fact, what they're trying to do with Kang um, makes me very excited, because that is really creative, to have this villain set up, like, really early, but every time we're going to see him for the next few years, it's going to be a different version of him. And that's going to be, I think that opens up so many possibilities. That is cool, that I like. Good job, Marvel, on that. But No Way Home? No. Subscribe to Patreon if you want to hear my version. And then I crawl into my cave. Again. Alright, Ryan? Do you care about spoilers? For what? Part 6 and 7 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, I mean, I've, I've, I, I know the, the, the whole thing. Alright, cool. So, Part 6, Stone Ocean of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Basically, there's this dude named Poochie. I don't know exactly what his stand does, it's very confusing, but it's like, he resets the universe uh, at the end of part six. Which makes sense because Araki had kind of done everything he could do in six parts. And you had to continue on Jojo, you can't just go without Jojo. So the universe resets, Jotaro dies, Jolene dies, the cast of part six dies, they're dead. And so is the rest of the universe. Damn! Yep. The universe wiped. What's part seven? Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys in the 1800s. Right, because they kind of like, they reset the universe, don't they? Yep. Yeah. So it starts over again, and instead of like being a British rich boy, Jonathan is instead British. named Johnny, and is a cowboy. So Iraqi really likes westerns. Yeah. Which is pretty fair. Western stuff's pretty cool, you know, cowboys. Cowfellas. I have not read part seven yet. And then there's part eight, which is Josuke. Oi, Josuke. Different universe. And, like, the characters, some of the characters are still named the same thing, but they're, like, different, you know? So there's, like, a Yoshikage Kira, but he's a completely different character. His, His stand works differently as well, right? Yeah. I don't remember either. I'll have to read part eight because god knows when it will be animated i'm looking at you netflix and then there's the uh the games where they all kind of meet up because like they're it's a fighting game like but there's a story to it as well but like they all get all the jojos and the characters from separate parts get brought to one universe and it's like it's it's weird uh because there's like younger joseph older joseph Younger Jotaro, older Jotaro, so like part three, four, six Jotaros. It's it's odd, but it actually kind of works out if you don't think One too hard about it. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's a little bizarre, and it works out a lot better than the MCU because it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straight. Yeah, actually. <laughs> nope. And then, like at the end of the fights, sometimes there's like little character interactions, so say you're young Joseph fighting older Joseph, it's like, kind of a quirky commentary. I am being called down for dinner. 
I, I was actually going to uh, add one more thing, because I mentioned Spider-Verse um, before, and there, there was something that struck me, and I feel like, yes, no, it was this weird coincidence that I've noticed. Um, so I think the, the full bit was, if I had a nickel for every piece of media I had where a villain almost endangers the entire multiverse to be with their kids in another universe, I would have three nickels. And those would be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because Kingpin tries to endanger the, the, the multiverse to be with his wife and son who are dead. Voltron Legendary Defender, Season 8. Anerva, almost, she does destroy the multiverse, actually. She literally destroys every branch of reality to try and be with her son and husband. And it doesn't work. And then in Multiverse of Madness, Wanda almost breaks the universe by trying to get to her kids. Um, so, three nickels. That's just really, really, really interesting, I guess. Well, that's about all the time we have. If you enjoyed this, make sure to listen to our other episodes of TCR On Air, and follow us on our other social medias. We have the, the links in the description or the bio, depending on where you're listening to this, and depending on which dimension you're from. But with that, we hope to see you next time we go on air.